Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate hey everyone before we get started i want to tell you about blue wire hustle a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at blue wire Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, <clears throat> really hope that's us, and access to our community discord and e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all of the other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box of this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com forward slash join. Come hang out with us. We love Blue Wire. You won't be disappointed. This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and you're listening to the London London Blue Blue Podcast. Podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of your favorite Chelsea podcast, the London is Blue Podcast. The best Chelsea podcast in El the mejor. history of the world. I don't know how to say it in other languages. Uh, Dan, anything? Anything? Anything, You're Dan? expecting the person who botches every pronunciation on this show <laughs> to come up with the alternate language? That is a bad throw by you, and I reject hmm. it, Brandon Busby. Swing and a whiss. All right. Well, hey, look, we're, we're here midweek. Swing and a whiss? Miss. Yeah. Whiff? Kind of a piss take. Anyways, whatever. As you can tell, we've had a couple beers tonight enjoying our win over Atletico Madrid. We'll be talking about that in the Champions League as it's back. Uh, Pretty surprised. I think you're getting a lot of uh, can you believe this happened reaction out of us tonight. But it'll be good, Dan. I think spirits are lifted a little bit. Um, Again, Champions League is back. I don't know if you got a little bit of time at work to, to let the anthem ring through your headphones, but it felt good. Even if we were in Bucharest, it was it was right around lunchtime in the Pacific time zone and the Pacific Northwest here. So definitely had the chance to take it in and to turn up the the volume, as it were. And I know, uh, look, I also tried to give everybody a template tweet 
for the note that they should send their managers, just letting them know that they, they really couldn't work the rest of the day because the high was too strong. And, and this was the the actual high of the match, not a uh, other induced high or hmm. substance abuse uh, mm-hmm. use situation. A contact high, if you will. <laughs> not that I would know anything about that, boys and girls. Nothing. I don't use drugs. Mm-mm. Read about them, which is also another thing. In books. In, read about them in books. Yeah. So anyways, guys and girls, listen, we've got a lot to cover. Uh, not only will be, you know, doing the basics, but we'll talk about how Tuchel's Chelsea produces maybe unexpected or perhaps expected result. Obviously, we're going to lavish the love on Olivier Giroud, who, in case you've forgotten, is a World Cup winner. And I think Matt Law was tweeting about he was only $18 million when we signed him a few seasons ago. Steal. Uh, bargain. Money well spent. Uh, we'll then talk about subs and obviously the next round uh, of this leg. Don't don't think we're looking ahead, uh, but, but the second leg of this one back at Stanford Bridge. So uh, before we get into that, Dan... We do have a contractual obligation to plug your three-word match review. Oh, I appreciate that. Is This is, again, the home of the three-word match review. Trademarked. Um, well, shout out to our friends Absolute Chelsea and Matt there. You know, we had a good conversation in, in the DMs. We established uh, the, the ownership situation. And, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're heading into a good situation. now. That, and, and the club is using one-word reviews now on their tweets. So, you know, the, all is right with the world. Uh, but anyway, we had some great ones from our listeners, uh, like JWJZ with, thank you, Arsenal, with the wonderful Drew quote. You can always bring it back. It's always going to get in here. Uh, we had Colin with the Tour Giroud, but he separated the two words, like the Tour de France. Um, Kate with the Drew generates goals to get that alliteration in there. Uh, Craig with the Bucharest by Bike. I like that. I like that. Hmm. Um, we had a Michael with uh, a possession over 9,000 Dragon Ball Z meme with the amount of possession our team has been carrying at the moment. Neil with the specific anything negative, Nick? Question mark. Uh, Try to make sure that you at least kept a positive attitude in this one. Stay tuned. <laughs> MK with the OMG show, which was the Adoy Mount Jeru show. Um, I, I appreciate that one there. The uh, uh, CYOB57 with the top of La Liga question mark. And then Millhouse bringing us home with the why not no. us question mark. Get in. No. no. We're going to have to. Here's here's a sneak. We're, we might have to bring back that uh, that merch idea. <laughs> We, At- we we had canned it for a hot minute due to <laughs> due to some form issues uh, that we were having, but uh, so you're saying it's seasonal, it's in and out of style. <laughs> what if we only ran it when we were playing well? That would be funny. I think that's perfect. Honestly, I like that. Uh, we're we're doing everyone a favor. Uh, so our three word match reviews, which look, all of you listeners out there are crushing this. It's so much fun to go through these. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I went with do it, Letty suck? Question mark. It, I know there's two teams out there. I was shocked at what they brought to the table today. Defended with six at the back. Didn't leave their half. Luis Suarez was embarrassing, which was so enjoyable. But anyways, I just, I kind of wonder, because I don't think we were great. But it, again, do it, Letty suck? Is, is my three-word match of you. Uh, Dan Dormer, you on the other hand, don't really give two shits. <laughs> 
Well, I was going to preface mine initially with saying if you've got children in the car, you're listening to this around in a situation where you don't want foul language uh, generated. You I might the want war- to. Yeah, I gave him the warning shot. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, Brandon just rolls in. Uh, anyway, mine is going to be uh, explicit content warning. Uh, we fucking won. We fucking won. Like I, the amount of people after this match with the what about ism of, well, we won, but like you won against Atletico Madrid in again, they were abject today. Absolutely abject. But it's a win on the road in the Champions League. Which we we we, bare, you know, we had to you know find a way versus Barnsley. We didn't do well against Southampton, converting our chances. Like this, this is a huge statement win. It's probably the best win for Tuchel since he's arrived. So, you know what? I I don't have time. I do not have time for people who are upset that we won. And uh, I'll pass it to Nick. I have biking towards quarters. Hmm. Get him. The Craig. bike theme was very popular. No surprise in three match reviews. Well, I, I do have a I, I have a question though. I have a question. Of all of you know, think of our our best Champions League goals. Obviously, you have you have untouchable goals up there that, that will never Drug that will never be touched. Is Drew's goal in this game a top ten Chelsea Champions League goal? Is it a top fifteen Champions League goal? It was. It was not Wayne Rooney bullet bike. You know, that, in that's the Manchester a whole different Derby. level. Right. That's a that's a different level of bike, but it's a perfect bicycle kick. It is clean, perfectly placed. Clean contact contact, meant to do it in isolation, right? Because the Torres goal is the easiest one, but it was so crucial, right? So context makes that so important. You'll never beat Drogba's header ever. Never. Um, it's untouchable. To, exactly. So, but if you think of this in isolation of just a goal in a match. A lot of pressure on us. We are technically away. You needed the away goal. He just pounced on the opportunity, technically executed it so well. It's not easy. Back from goal, he's a big boy too. I, I Look, we might have to dig into top 10, but like I, it, it gut reaction, I, I could see top 10, Dan. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good thought exercise. Uh, it definitely now will be something that we tackle this summer, which <laughs> is uh, top ten Chelsea Champions League goals of all time. Hmm. Stay tuned. All right, everyone who's listening to this, do not steal this content idea. We just told you that we're going to do it. We're so that's us. We got. Don't it. worry, I got the Joe Tweeds uh, bat signal up, so he'll he'll be on it <laughs> right away. Um, all right, well let's go ahead and uh, I guess we have some new Patreoners, uh, Kahlo and Frederick. Uh, sorry, Dan, no no Apple Podcasts. Just hit no, the mute okay. button. You know, they, 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 they know that this is the time to go into Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and get a shout on the next pod that we do. So uh, go get it done. Okay. Do yeah, it. It's pretty, pretty straightforward, Brandon. Yeah. No yeah, need there, for silence. There we go. Um, all right. Housekeeping. Uh, a couple of really important things here. So I know you guys hate all this intro stuff. Please listen to this part. Matt Locke coming on Friday. Again, don't know what we'll talk about. There's no news around the club. It's not like we're in the middle of a massive stretch of matches or anything. Perhaps he'll invent another transfer rumor. We'll see. Um, He got Romelu Lukaku to uh, talk about Chelsea, essentially, on on his NBA 2K thing today, which I thought, oh, coincidence, perhaps. Hmm. Uh, So that's coming up Friday. Matt's fantastic. Just listen to that. 
And then uh, we have stood up a really cool thing. Uh, and I, I will pass it over to Dan, but this is something that I think we feel really passionate about and we'd love your support and help on. Yeah. So uh, for those who haven't seen yet, we, we tweeted out a little bit about it. And so if you're not on Twitter or you may be kind of just engaged in a different way, um, Paul Canneville, who was Chelsea's first black player, uh, just recently got out of intensive care, it is on the back, you know, back on the track to uh, positive health, which is a real wonderful thing to see. Mm -hmm. uh, it was definitely a, a concerning situation prior to now. But we, we wanted to send him a, a digital video get well card, right? You know, and, and bring some cheer and bring some spirits and you know, positive spirits and feelings towards him. So what we were asking for is a video, 10 to 15 seconds in length in a horizontal format with you stating your name and then where you're from. We got a couple already where they say they're, you know, hi, I'm, you know, don't say Dan because you're not Dan. Or if you are, you can say Dan from Seattle. Um, and, you know, wishing you, you know, canners that you get better soon. And we're all thinking about you up the shelves. Um, and then once you have that, all you need to do is just email it to contact at londonisbluepodcast.com and we will merge all of these together in one really nice uh, creative package. We're going to get Bruce, our designer, to put it together for us and get that sent over to Canners and so he can get uh, a really nice boost of positivity uh, in the arm from us. Emotion heals. It is powerful. So we're so excited uh, to be able to just rally our community again around that. So again, just email it to us. You know, Don't forget it good little call to action, e you know, emails, contact at londonisbluepodcast.com. Don't forget about that. And if you do just message us on social media, we'd happy to give you the details. Anyways, match review time, ladies and gentlemen, it was Atletico Madrid in the Champions League this past Tuesday, the 23rd of February. And it was at the Arena Nacionala in Bucharest. And no, I do not speak Romanian. So we're just going to kind of convert that to broken English. Uh, score, Casey missed it. Letty nil. Chelsea won. Uh, sadly, the Chelsea fifth stand-up does oh, not have oh, rights. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we going to bypass the fact that I did project this winner? That I did Hold call up. a sneaky win? Is it in can the we, script? Can we, first of all, can we just say that while you may have receipts... I will grant that you have receipts. You did not, on a show, make a prediction with us in the room. So it is a, I give you half credit because you're talking to Naz. You're talking to Naz and DMs. You're kind of doing it under the table. This is mm -hmm. not a full credit match prediction. Well, look, I, I want to put Naz on blast. I don't want to have to force him to do the public you know, a, a exposure to his projection. <laughs> so it's really about, you know, respecting our friend, Nicholas. Of, and I, of I think, course. Of look, course, as, as someone who values friendship, I think the way that you <laughs> typically do, I would, I would hope that you would respect that. And I guess if I only get half credit, so be it. There he All is. Right. The victim has come back. <laughs> yeah, classic. Classic Dan playing the victim card, if I've ever heard it. Uh, look, it's uh, Chelsea Fissian don't have rights on the Champions League, so I can't you know, play their highlight back and CBS's highlights are six minutes and I'm not going to run you through all six minutes of highlights from CBS for a one nil match. So Dan on the lineup. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, I caused a lot of conversation when it was dropped. It was Edouard Mendy between the sticks. It was Aspilicueta, Christensen and Rudiger as a back three. Hudson Adoy, the sub who was subbed, gets the start with Jorginho, Kovacic, and Alonso as your four. And then it was Timo Werner, Mason Mount, and Olivier Giroud as your starting 11. Keppa, Tammy, Willie, Kurt, Ben, Billy, and Emerson, all unused first, substitutes. First name basis, baby. 
childhood yeah. first name basis. Best Ingolo, friends. Christian, Hakim, and Reese and Kai. Incredible substitute bench. Um, just, you know, amazing. Uh, all come in and make uh, substitute appearances. That was our full starting lineup against Burnley back in the day in, <laughs> in the Premier League. It's, uh, Which one's more expensive, the starting 11 or your bench? It's oh, a game the, you could play. The be- It'd have to be the bench, wouldn't it? I mean, Werner, Werner skews it, Jorginho skews it. Other than that, though. Pulisic, Kai Havertz, Yeah, but you, you have Hockham's Keppa on the bench. You have Keppa? Keppa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bench, he tilts real alone. hard. Your bench is more expensive than your starting 11. Yeah, I don't really even think it's that close. You have Christian on the bench, too. Christian yeah. and Jorginho basically cancel each other out. I mean, you got 11 versus 12 if that matters. But anyways, um, look, Pulisic with the beard game. I think he darkened it. I think he he's, had a little a little, little coloring polish, to it. Yeah. Little, yeah. He's he's looking extra extra old today. Uh stats, Chelsea with eleven shots, five on target. Uh Atletico Madrid with six shots, none on target. A goalkeeper's dream. Chelsea with sixty four percent possession. We had six hundred and eighty passes to their three ninety eight. Uh, our pass accuracy surprised me at eighty six percent. Uh, Atleti only at 75%. We had 21 fouls like the absolute bastards we are to their nine. Uh, we picked up two cautions each, which is kind of funny. Uh, no red cards, no offsides, and six corners for us, five to them. Real, That's right. real interesting. No offsides. No offsides. <laughs> no one was trying. That's as far as I'm concerned. Hey, if, you if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, baby. I mean, one was called to dance excitement, but later overruled by VAR. So uh, Kaylee underscore graphics with the XG, uh, the rough XG sum was Atletico 0.7, Chelsea 1.1. So it's fair to say we deserved the dub. All right. Well, look, when we get back, uh, we're going to take a quick break. It's all about the plan, the possession, the 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 overall draw against Atleti and how it went. Uh, so thanks to these sponsors that are supporting our show financially. We will be right back. All right, so all according to plan, question mark, Chelsea dominated possession. We created the key moment of brilliance, and now we find ourselves in control of the UCL draw in the second leg, the return leg at home. Nick, was this what we expected? And how did the Blues do it for you? Okay, so... I would love to see your text receipts right now. May may <laughs> culpa will be issued. Um, I was very, very negative at the beginning of this game, which will shock a lot of people who listen to this show. Um, I thought the first five, ten minutes, we looked incredibly bad. Uh, slow, lethargic, couldn't complete a pass. Mendy touches all over the place where they didn't need to go. Uh, it just, it really looked like we were scared to play in the first, eh, almost up to, you know, 15 minutes, I think was, that was the mark. And I, and I was incredibly negative in our, in our text thread. I thought that we looked, a, you know, a step or two slow. I thought their pace was going to overwhelm us. And then what happened from that point where I was incredibly negative to the end of the game was Atletico Madrid played us far worse than any of the Premier League teams did that we faced in the last month. They clearly did not scout us at all. They didn't press us. They didn't harry us. They sat back and let us have the ball. Uh, it, it was shock. Uh, their performance was shocking 
Uh, so you can give Chelsea credit for at least trying to play football. Like uh, Atletico didn't do anything. They were so bad. Like I think Southampton would have beat them today. Like that's that's how I feel about Atletico Madrid. I am shocked that Diego Simeone, who has proven to us in the past that he is a hell of a tactician, knows how to get the best out of his players, came out with that game plan today. That's the exact opposite of what you should do. You should press Kovacic and Jorginho. You should high press our back line, who looked really shaky at the beginning, and Mendy still had some crazy bad touches in this game. You should basically force Timo Werner out. Like, they did nothing there. And so... I guess it was according to plan, but we overwhelmed him. We overwhelmed him, and it, it and Jao Felix had one moment where he had a terrible bicycle kick. Otherwise, what did he do? Nothing. I, like Suarez started doing Suarez things. That's how mad he was. Like this was a up and down, awful performance from Atletico, and I think that we we tried to play, but weren't really that effective. If I, that's how I summarize this. And like Diego Simeone. He's the man that can squeeze water out of rocks with his with his, the way he like grimaces. Like he's just he he grits his teeth so much throughout match and just like growls. Um look, it, it was it was weird. I think to see just how defensive they were. I think that I mean I it's think, not like it's not like Chelsea are scoring a shit ton of goals exactly. right now. Like and we know Atletico are in a bad run, too, which, okay, we take that into consideration. Then maybe they're just going out there to not get beat, you know, because then they go on the road and, and pick up an away goal and, and you know, be 1-1 and happy. But it ha- And I know they've had injuries, but, man, I was really surprised. They have real quality in that team. And I just felt like Simeone over-indexed and missed a trick on scouting this team and like thankfully Chelsea had time on the ball Nick to your point where we were able to get the cobwebs the jitters out of our system and and you know play something semi competently and we actually looked pretty good in the second half at least in my opinion Dan but um again you've got this graphic in here from app between the post back six from Atletico Madrid a middle three and a lone Suarez up top like what in the actual hell it was funny because I was yeah, I was on the the tweet comes when we were going back and forth on this, and I made a I quote tweeted it with Siome's uh, sinister back six, a uh, little Spider Man reference there, um, and they were like, like "Oh, that. we're going to use this if if Athleti wins, we're going to use this as our title." <laughs> I responded back like, "So now that we've established that hasn't happened, what's the new title?" Uh, question mark. Um, but yeah, like. It, it almost looks like, and I tweeted this out, I'll retweet it, just some people having their feeds for tomorrow. It almost looks like one of those photos where they have superimposed extra defenders yeah. to create this perfect line back six in the first, you know, five or six minutes. And it looked very precarious, you know, and, and so I I do I do not say that Nick's initial fear is unfounded. I think that his view of the initial few minutes was like, yes, Chelsea do not look up to this in any capacity, but the perseverance and the resilience, especially with the Mason Mount yellow card in 30 seconds, which was, we have to talk about this. This is going to change the tone of the game. And then the next yellow doesn't come out for like, what, 20, 30 minutes. We have to talk about this one, barely a foul. (laughs) 
Okay. It looked it looked like Dave fouled him. Dave didn't even touch him. Yeah. yeah. No one and touched then, him. And then and I think Mason kind of grazed him, but certainly not a yellow card. Certainly not a yellow card in the first 45 seconds or whatever it was. Give me a fucking break. You're supposed to be the best referee in Europe. That's ridiculous. And then you're going to let all this other stuff go until the next yellow. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Well, I think that was it, right? He, I think he probably realized that, like, how fast he went with that and was like, oh, whoops. Like, that that was nothing. But I'm really surprised, as experienced as he is, again, we're talking second, third minute of a match. Very innocuous. And he decided to caution that one. The cautions later were like, you're stopping counterattacks, you know, uh, Werner being dropped down, Georgina with the late tackle, the break of the counters. Those all make sense. Professional fouls. That was not it. Dude, Reese James got cut above the knee. Nothing from a high boot. Nothing. So, like, what are we... Uh, whatever. I, I won't belabor this point. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, it's everybody's th- favorite uh, section on our show is when we talk about bad officiating. I, I mean, this is cr- this is crazy, though, because that is a, that's a second-leg-altering decision, right? Uh, we're, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit, but Mason Mount is not now eligible to play. And so it becomes a real, a real situation because he's been Mr. Everything for Tuchel. I mean, so I don't know, just dumb, 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 dumb. Thankfully, it didn't, thankfully it didn't limit him too much, but yeah, I mean, again, just the way Chelsea set up, I think we were the benefactors of a very poor Atletico plan. Personally, I feel like had things gone differently, I don't know if we could have stood up to the challenge today based on the way it went. I mean, we created some good chances. I'll give us some credit, but we were not cutthroat. Um, We were not overly sharp. We were not free flowing, but we somehow walk away with the win. And, um, you know, it, it, a lot of it comes down to Olivier Giroud, but before we get to him, a uh, funny plug from Simon Johnson on Twitter. He says, in Tuchel's first eight games as CFC coach, Mina Mino, on loan at Southampton, is the only opposition player to score. Remarkable. Didn't expect a clean. They have Jao Felix. Luis Suarez. They have Suarez. Atletico Madrid has some real talent. They are they're an elite European squad. Like, Correa this is, is good. No pushover squad. Coque Saul. Saul. Correa is great. I know they're... I know they're missing uh, Carrasco, who's been who's been a real threat for them. I know they're missing a couple other players. Like they have they have injury problems, just like everybody else does. But like their their team was, they have well, talent the, on the, the field. The thing to keep in mind, though, is like we also like I don't want to diminish the the credit that I think our team deserves. I think particularly Tuchel for the way that we set up, because you know we, when we realized that we could maintain the possession in this game, you know even though. It's so aggravating at times to watch some of the slow passing that occurs with this team. The way they were set up, we didn't give them the opportunity. They didn't have the ball enough to even try something progressive, to even try something that get a attacking player in the right position. And so ultimately, what has been built up over these past five, six, seven games established a foundation where we could say, you know what, we want to hold the ball and we're going to gamble that we're going to get the opportunity to go and score. And we don't think that you are capable, if you have 30% or 35% less possession, that you are not capable of scoring that reverse goal. And it was a gamble that paid off. And so I, I think credit to, to Tuchel also for the way that we set up. 
And I think credit to to the players on the pitch. Well, I mean, and and look, credit as as we think about this, credit to Callum Hudson Adoy, mm-hmm. who suffered a really you know it's it's an embarrassing thing that he went through uh, at the weekend to be subbed as a sub is is a you know I think we've heard former players decry Thomas Tuchel for for the decision he made, but. Kalamazza Dodoy came out with a strong mentality today. I think he had tons of space. I think he was in the first half really the only guy making things happen for us. You know, if I if I'm being completely honest, and I think that is a sign that he is more mature than he was two or three years ago, right? It, it, I I think two or three years ago, if Sorry would have done to him what Tuchel did to him, he would have not been able to handle it as well as he did today. And I think he came out in a big game, uh, showed his showed his quality, even if it wasn't the best in the final third, he was at least trying and and really gave a good performance. And that was the question that we had after the last match review, right? Is is he going to come out? Is he going to get the next opportunity to come out? And I think he did a good job today. Well, and credit to, to TT too for... You know, also coming out and saying that he thinks he got the the subs wrong against Southampton. So, I mean, that's also another thing that we kind of talked about is that, you know, you want to see the ability to have humility. And he was able to show that today, which I think is an important part. You know, it can't just be behind closed doors that he says to Mason, like or, uh, to, to Mason or to Callum or to others when they get subbed off. Um, hey, you know what? I, I made the wrong decision. Getting that public kind of cover out there, too, is important. It's easier after a win. Uh, but <laughs> true. But, but I'm glad he said it. I mean, it's something that I I criticized Lampard for. You know, when he was you know going through some tough media ops that that he had. I mean, it was almost never his fault. It was always the players' fault. And like, I think as manager, one of the things that Mourinho did better than anybody in the world when he was at Chelsea was shield his players from a lot of the criticism that was supposed to come their way because he needed them focused on the next thing. That was a good. I think just as as bad as it might have been at the weekend, Brandon, it was as it was good today to kind of see him uh, reflect on on what could have been done better. Well, look, we had twenty crosses today. There nine, right? You talk about Callum Hudson Odoi having you know some some abilities out there, and actually Aspie was a lot more dangerous from crossing. I thought Alonzo was super poor today, like yeah. didn't really offer anything. He looked yep. he looked slow. He looked unathletic, which we have seen flashes of. But he was just not up for it. And most of our play came from the right side because of that. And I think Timo essentially at some point just left the left and went to the right and was like, I'm out. Like, there's mm. there's jack shit going on over here. Um, but, you know, it, it, I want to get over to, to Olivier Giroud, you know, and, and overall our attack. I just want to say that Giroud had two shots today. Timo Werner led the team with three. Then you had Alonzo, Aspie, Mount, Akim Ziyech, Callum Hudson-Doy, and Christensen all with one. That's a lot of shots. We had 11 shots today. We created chances, five of those on target. Almost half of our shots are on target. It's nice that our attacking players are up there leading the line a little bit. But, I mean, Dan, it all comes down to Olivier Giroud, right? Ole, ole, ole. World Cup winner. (laughs) World Cup winner, right? Uh, Incredible bargain, 18 million, apparently, from Arsenal. Appreciate you on that William swap. Um it was a long VAR review. A long VAR Three review. Three minutes. That I, at least, I would say is more. 
I had to sit there with my emotions for a long time. <laughs> well, the, but, the other thing we had to take keep in mind is that with the Champions League production, they don't show replays. And so you're sitting here wondering, oh, it'd be great if I got a replay right now so yeah, I could make the determination. No. No. It's not there like was the, no replay. It's not like the Premier League where they go right to the, the views that the referee is seeing or the studio is seeing. They have a contractual obligation in the in the Premier League I found or in the Champions League I found out to not show the, the replays. The only time you would get that is if the referee went to the monitor and they had a camera looking at the referee. I swear we saw it on the on the We saw CBS, one we saw CBS one on replay TV. right Im- immediately, but it was inconclusive because it was the zoomed out angle. Now, anyway, so we just sat there watching our German referee just on the mic like, yeah, fuck off. I'm not done. I'm listening. Just give me he's some like, time. He's like having conversations with players yeah. while this is going on. I'm like, hey, yeah. hey, pal, could you could you listen to I'm, what's I'm, going on? I'm surprised it actually wasn't just a, like I didn't see the other headset that uh, Koke had, but I figured <laughs> that it was probably him for the amount of times that he was just jabbering. They just threw him a little wireless headset and be like, you know, man. You don't have to get up to him on the pitch anymore. Just be direct line into him. Yeah. It took forever. But we got the goal. It was a great goal. Yeah. Olivier Giroud pounced on the moment and is the game winner. It it yeah. was an incredible heads up play, Dan. This is a veteran who knows where to be. I thought that Olivier Giroud was in great space all night. We just couldn't get the ball to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the middle of six defenders, Olivier Giroud found space consistently to be dangerous. We just uh, could not get him to ball to save our lives. So Atletico had to do it for him, and uh, and he and he definitely capitalized on the opportunity. But there are a lot of players in the Premier League, and I think you know the players that I'm talking about who would have given up on that opportunity because they thought that they were offside or they, you know, whatever. And they're, you know, you're kind of conditioned to this now. Olivier Giroud did the smart thing. He finished the play, finished it with a plum and was rewarded for it because of the situation. Well, we, we also joked with our, our buddy Joe afterwards that maybe this counts as a Mason Mount open field assist because it knocks off of <laughs> it's Mason's ball that then knocks off the defender that Giroud knocks into the back of the net. I mean, just you know, a crazy little sequence, right, that unfolds and we get a chance to watch it and get tense as a group as we wait for, you know, you know, thinking that VAR is going to do a VAR thing and not award it because that's the way that this tends to go against us. Our name isn't Chelsea United uh, or, uh, you know, so ultimately we're thinking that the worst is going to happen. And, you know, we redeemed all the loyalty points today. We we turned in all the punch cards we've collected over the years and uh, we got the, got the right award. But ultimately... that was straightforward. That we don't we don't have to redeem loyalty on that. Well, that was, then that's good. We'll, we'll we'll save those for nah. our match against Manchester United coming up here. <laughs> we need uh, them. But, we need them for that. That uh, one we need them for. But I, I think the stat that Naz had was very interesting. Was that Giroud is now Chelsea's third top scorer in European outright, going ahead of Fernando Torres. He's scored a goal every twenty eight minutes in the Champions League before today. Eleventh goal of the season, joint highest for Chelsea with fewer minutes than others, which is just a testament to. His professionalism, his ability, whether he's out in the cold or starting every match, finds a way to be effective. And I think I will look back at this this 18 million pound transfer that was just like a like it's it, to me, I'm thinking about like the whole like who saved who. Right. It's the person who then adopts the the, the pet. Right. It's Olivier Giroud and Chelsea. It's like who saved who we saved him 
from being at Arsenal. He saved us, you know, from being in Europa League a second season. Also helped us win a Europa League final. Like, I don't know who saved who. I don't know. But it's worked out beautifully for both sides. I absolutely love him. So I he's a service striker? <laughs> yeah, sure. He Look, th- this guy, I, I think, just delivers. Like, he, he just delivers. He's not everyone's cup of tea. There are certainly moments where you wonder if he's able to get into the game with some of the, the speed of the defenders these days. But like, I'm telling you, man, if, if I were, if, if Chelsea were in the champions league final or the FA cup final, or we're going to the last weekend of the Premier league with a chance for a title, he is my striker. He's my striker. I think he has the guts, the courage, and the experience to help us in those crucial moments. And it's not a negative thing towards Tammy. It's not a negative thing towards Timo. It is just a, a proven commodity. Like he's, he's been there and done it. Well, a a little negative towards Timo. Let's be honest, Nick. (laughs) Well, the the other thing, so, so Tuchel came out afterwards and he, he, the quote was that if you see him on a daily basis, you can't be surprised. Uh, he's totally fit. His body's in shape. Uh, his physicality is on top level mentality. Easy Uh, Tuchel. He enjoys every day. Uh, this is the level he needs to be. He's a beautiful man. HR is going to be calling. He said he <laughs> yeah, trains boy. like a 20-year-old. He's the guy who is serious and a mix of joy. He is positive and a big factor for the group. I mean, we talked about several times in this podcast about the lack of leadership in you know this locker room and in this Chelsea side and a lot of mixed parts from different managers and different attempts to fabricate a system. And you know, I, I, I think we will all look back if this is the – you know, last couple of months with Olivier Giroud as a, a Chelsea player, um, they're going to be special, and uh, we will, we will miss him, but because of the moments like this. All right, I, I I'm still trying to get over the fact that Nick is essentially deemed Olivier Giroud our number one striker. <laughs> I said in in a final scenario. Oh yeah, game on the line. Like you know, you you have to one win. You have to get a win. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Okay, that's a big game player. Don't you want big game players? My point is that mm-hmm. would then put you at the number one. Like Cristiano Ronaldo is a big game player. He's always going to be first on the starting lineup sheet. So I, I, I again, I'm, we got to figure out what happens with Tammy. Uh, if Chelsea are looking at Erling Holland and some other examples, everyone assumes Rue would be gone next season. Uh, I don't know. A, a little bit interesting. So. Continuing on our streak of positivity, because, hey, why not us? Uh, questions now loom for Tuchel, as he'll be without Jorginho and Mason Moneyman Mount in the next league against Atletico. We did get to see several subs tonight, including Kai Averts, missed you, buddy, uh, and Golikante, surprised he didn't start, and Christian Pulisic, who still looks lost, uh, and Hakim Ziyech, who at least did not not want to be there. So, so there's that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Incredible. Oh, he- Incredible backhand. That's a Mike Ryan Ruiz. Hey, guys, we're going to uh, continue backhanded. on the positivity train. But, oh, by yeah. the way, uh, Hakim Ziyech looked like he didn't want to be. Oh, well, maybe that's a, Did he at Southampton? That's a Mike Ryan Ruiz backhanded At Southampton, did Hakim Ziyech look the least bit interested? No. It was pathetic. Today, positivity, Dan, he had improvement. He didn't look like he despised being out there. 
So, Dan, any opinions on how they impacted the game, the subs? Since, again, you're going to need two new midfielders coming in in a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, Dan? most likely yeah, Dan. Conte and Kai Havertz opinions? are probably the, the two that are most likely to kind of merge into that, that starting 11, I would say. Uh, you get Conte kind of in... You know, the, the midfield type position, maybe you put Kai a little further forward to uh, try to kind of spell some attacking situations. Uh, look, I, I think ultimately it was almost like a training session for them. They just even one goal down. <laughs> Atletico didn't look like they wanted to participate in large portions of this match. And so Hakim Ziyech was winning headers. 50-50 headers in the middle of the field, which was fantastic. Uh, and Golo Kante looked really sharp. He looked uh, at, at you know at the speed and beyond. You know, he, like he was living life on fast forward a couple of times and just being able to get to where he needed to to disrupt play appropriately. Um, you know, I think the one maybe there was maybe a little more question mark around, and, and he didn't get as much time. Nick is is Christian Pulisic. I mean, he came in eighty third, eighty fourth, eighty fifth minute. Like that's more of like a just. Get your get your legs out, you know. Play it, you know. Kick a, yeah. kick it around a few times just to feel comfortable. The others are the group that really had a chance to try and impact. I, I would say this though: Ziyech totally missed a chance to put Pulisic in on goal. Uh, he he passed it out. Me. Yeah, he, he passed it out wide and didn't go to Pulisic. And I, I think even the I think it was Jim Begland on the on the commentary today. If I, hopefully I'm not screwing that up, but. Um, I think he even mentioned it in real time too, because they were. It was the three. It was like triumvirate charging down the field. Ziyech had control of the ball. You're like, this is the guy. This is the guy we want in charge of the ball right now. He has a great left foot. He's he's got to play it to the left where Pulisic is charging down that side, and he ended up playing it out, and then the move just kind of died because you know basically all of our final third passing died <laughs> in this match. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I mean Pulisic does not look. He he does not look like he's at full speed, flat out. I mean that is it. He he looks like he doesn't trust his body. He looks like he's trying to feel his way into these matches, Brandon. And and he's only going to get confident by playing. But it would be hard to justify playing him unless you know you really thought he had a chance to do something. You know he needs to gain confidence back. Right, which is a weird thing because it seems like Tuchel is really going to ride what's working for him to the end of the season. All he has to do is get some results. It's not going to be, I think, you know, tweets and other people talking about it, like he's gonna, Tuchel's going to do something this season. And next season, we're probably going to do something completely different. He's coming in mid season and just trying to keep the boat afloat until the end of the season. When we're in top four, he's not going to do some crazy changes and try to mess it up. So it's going to be hard for a lot of these players to get in and get some game time. I hope he's just managing their expectations and giving them assurances uh, at the training ground and outside of these because these are all big-name players. You look at Kai Havertz and Golokante, Christian Pulisic, and Akin Ziyech, like, they all come with reputations and expectations. Uh, so he's he's going to have to balance it out and, you know, to the point, like, you, two, That's two spots. That's 200 million pounds of player right there off your bench. And it's only because we got an absolute steal from Leicester City on N'Golo Conte. Yeah, no doubt. If N'Golo was full <laughs> price, if, he would have been a 100 million pound player. I mean, yeah, for, for sure. So, but hey, 
two spots have opened up. Let's see what happens. There's there's quite a bit of time between now and then, so we'll have to see what happens. Uh, Dan, back to a full fledged man of the Dan of the match poll. Man, what's a yeah, man of well, the match? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's what other uh, lesser accounts run. Uh, we run a Dan <laughs> of the match poll here at London is Blue Podcast, and uh, we enjoy Trademarked. it. Um, I almost. Almost put a th- a, the four choice option as being anybody who fouled uh, Luis Suarez for his absolute shithousery in this match. Um, Would have had my vote. Took the higher ground because we won. Um, Olivier Giroud takes the day, 48%. Mason Mount not far behind. Um, kind of splits the, the second place almost with uh, 28%. Uh, Christensen, 22 And then hudson Adoy at 2 percent uh a lot of shouts also for i mean you could plug and play some people thought rudiger was the best defender some people said aspie um you could kind of plug and play the third but i think i think Giroux firmly won just for the goal and the the awareness there mount probably the 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 number two but you know nick tell me i'm wrong uh i i think hudson adoy should have had more here than mount probably I I think Mount was riding the the knife's edge there in the first half for a little bit, um, but uh, but yeah, no, but I, like professional composure to like bring it back after he did. early foul, riding the yellow, knowing he was suspended for the second match. The one clip where he puts Timo through with that pass, where he basically avoids out, gets dispossessed, goes yep. back to win back the ball and then play it forward. Like that's going to be a highlight real clip for him at the end of the season. That that's his, that was his best moment of the match for sure. Um, that and laughing at every Atletico player that went down unnecessarily. <laughs> yes. They are so whiny. Oh he had a couple gosh. of just, he, I think he looked at Suarez one time as he was getting up and just like, did the like hearty chuckle at him. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what's wrong with you? You're a grown ass man. Act well, like it. Ish, whatever. He's, yeah, he's just terrible. But yeah, look, you score a bicycle kick goal in that fashion to win a match, you're Dan of the match. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, to your point about Rudiger, guys, his body shape is terrible as a left center back or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, left center back of three. There's so many times he should have been able to play Alonso. But because he has no left foot, he doesn't open yeah. his body to play. He is a hundred percent right footed, which closes him off to a third of the field. I'm like things I hate about Rudiger, that and his like ability on the ball <laughs> is bad. Things I like about Rudiger though are smashing Luis Suarez into the ground and then just intimidating the hell out of him by just walking him backwards like the little child he is. Now, those are things I do like, but again, overall, like you think back to days of like JT and Tiago Silva, even in the squad right now, could hit that ball. He needs to freaking open up his body and play it to his left, but he knows it's worthless, so he can't, which just frustrated me. I, I will say, though, the restraint that it took to only lift a finger and not touch the face of Luis Suarez it was close. Two times. He did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, the second time was even harder than the first time to pull back to, to not ball up a fist and lay one on, uh, was, uh, was good. Although I, I, I am worried about him in the second leg. Cause I think Suarez is going to go after him. I, I well, think the temper almost, could be a almost thing. Nate Chalaba versus, uh, Sergio Aguero levels. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. You got to be yeah. Luis Suarez says be careful. He has a very uh, you call it a checkered past when it comes to uh, saying and doing things. 
uh, to defenders. He is not good when it comes to restraint. I was wondering what he did say because he got in trouble for racism. You know, anyways, um, he's a dick. He sucks. So uh, other results around the league. Uh, Liverpool smacking around Leipzig. Uh, kind of a surprising result since Liverpool is so bad right now. PSG whooping Barcelona 4-1. to uh, Dortmund, goal thriller, 3-2 over Sevilla. Uh, Porto beating Juventus 2-1. to Get excited. And then you've got our result, Letico Madrid nil, Chelsea 1. And then Bayern just toying with Lazio winning 4-1. Uh, the last match is Madrid, Real Madrid versus Atalanta and uh, Man City versus Mönchengladbach, which is probably today when you're listening to it. Uh, shock result has to be, Dan, Porto 2, Juventus 1. <sighs> most likely. I mean, that is, that is the one that uh, is probably Wrong. most that, surprising. That was a fact. I, I was teeing well, I don't know. I'm pretty surprised <laughs> Bayern won, you know? Um, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I, some people might say that our results a win is uh, is a surprising one. Uh, I will say, though, looking at this holistically and just kind of zooming back out, Sevilla lose to Dortmund 3-2. You know, Barcelona loses 4-1 to PSG. And Atletico Madrid has lost down to Chelsea 1-0. I imagine Real Madrid should do the business tomorrow. But if they don't, that could be every single team in La Liga in the knockout stages not winning. Like, La Liga? Are we sure they're good? Are we sure they're good? Because that would be the question I would ask after all of this evidence. I mean, Guillaume Balaguer brought up on the CBS broadcast, like... He's obnoxious. Oh, yeah, just milking it for everything it's worth. But, like, I don't know, he's kind of funny, too. Like, I, I think... I think he brought up the point that they are like La Liga is going to be in real hardship if they don't advance past this round because of the money situation the that's going on there. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really tough. So, I mean, look, here here is how to think about the Champions League. If Bayern Munich continue to advance, they are going to win the Champions League. OK, they're the best team in the world. It is not close. Leroy Sané, I forgot signed for them. Turns out he's still really good. And they have a 17-year-old stepping up to score for them? Uh, come on, man. Former Chelsea like, Academy project, uh, just product, yeah. Musiala, who is who's a great player. Like, Bayern Munich are going to win the Champions League again. Man City might be the only team that can, that can give them hell. You know, Man City's playing really well right now, obviously. But, like, look at the rest of this field. PSG? No. Liverpool? No. Dortmund? No. Real Madrid on current form. This is not. This is not trouble winning Real Madrid. Like no, us certainly not. No. I mean, it's a little harsh. Why on not PS- us? <laughs> why not us? Is Bayern Munich? That's a why harsh not us on, on PSG. Bayern are stacked, but look the fi- the the five thirty eight projections do have Man City with a overwhelming forty percent chance of winning the final. Like Bayern are only at fourteen percent. Liverpool though are ten percent, which makes you immediately when, ball this up and throw it in the trash because Liverpool are absolutely. When can shit. we get our betting sponsor? Because <laughs> we're eight percent. Damn, we're we're top four, baby. That first of all, that's crazy. Okay, all right, we're Dan, above PSG. Dan, what? can our can our oh you know slightly by two percent. Dan, you're an in-house stats guy. I got I gotta let you riff on this one. It's probabilities. It's it's not like you know this is their their percent 
odds of winning. I mean, it's like in the number of projections that we run, like if you're just going to kind of extrapolate a, a hundred projections of who wins the Champions League based upon the current opportunities that exist in 40% of those, Man City wins. And it's also randomized to figure out who would their next round be and who would the following round be and what is it based upon how much they score and how much they concede. And like, and right now, like here, here's the thing with Chelsea. We are not conceding a lot of shots. We are not conceding a lot of shots on target. And so theoretically, if we want to kind of operate off the whole like defense wins championships. That was mine last week. Why not us? Why not us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know it's stupid. See I know ya. it's stupid, right? But stranger things have happened. And all of these right now, you know, it's, 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 you know, two games, right? You know, Love we're only it. in halftime right now. Preach. We're at halftime. It's Preach, brother. No one Hold to on. us. Coming Let back to the bridge. Let's <laughs> drop, fucking go. Drop fire. Oh, hold on. Time out. Why not us? We can't score goals. We're, we just we, did. Let me get your Let This is the Atletico Madrid playbook. Winning one nothing. I mean, all good Champions League winners win it by having a really good defense and no offense. Nick, that's the playbook. As we as we know, that's our that's our <laughs> our route to victory. That's our that's our only way forward. I mean, look. Uh, we are, we're halftime. That second leg is going to be a hell of a lot different, I would anticipate, than the first leg was. I think Atletico is going to uh, do something different, most likely. But um, if they don't, then we're going to have to continue to pray for an FA Cup-like draw in the Champions League, which, given Chelsea's history in the Champions League, not likely. Not likely. I'm sure we're going to get PSG next, just on the retribution tour that we're going to go on. And uh, that, that'll be that, but it, it's, or Liverpool, we're going to get, we're going to, it's just going to get hard. It's going to get much harder. We, we can't get domestic next round, I think. So it's, it still would be. Oh, okay. Um, yep. We could only get it semis and final. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, right. I mean, it, it would be someone like, uh, <laughs> oh, Byron, um, Byron, yeah, Real, PSG. Yeah, why not? Much and Gladbach when they knock out City. Look, we got an easy FA Cup draw, so we have to get the harder Champions League draw. It's the inverse. <laughs> well, the Champions Dan, League is still mad that we won it that one time. Yeah, Dan, look, Dan, if I remember right, you're always big on uh, let's take the hardest road possible. Well, you just might get it, so I hope Forced not. Force through fire, man. That's what you yeah. do. Dumb. All right. Anyways, Melted. that's gonna that, that <laughs> is it for this Champions League episode. It's midweek. It's late. We got work tomorrow, but we really hope you enjoy this. It was fun to get to talk about a Chelsea win. It was fun to get to celebrate uh, Olivier Giroud, a player who has chipped in so much uh, in his time at this club, and we just know he is built for European tournaments. That is where he is at his absolute best. Uh, he's also at his absolute best when when he was dribbling the entire Southampton team inside their six yard box in the run to the FA Cup a couple seasons ago. But a word. Good on you, Olivier. So that's going to wrap us up. Hit us up. Again, Patreon, our Discord community is bumping. Uh, hit us up on social media if you have questions about the Dan and the match or anything that we said about how terrible Luis Suarez is. We would love to continue to engage about it. But, hey, that's going to wrap us up. Enjoy the Matt Lott episode later this week. But until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.